Hi, and welcome to Calm Cash. I'm your host, Ben Jackson. Is it good to be different? To be distinct? To stand out? Blaze your own path and go against the grain? If you think about it, that question is a lot more complicated than it used to be. I've been thinking about it lately. Of course, the context of being different is always important, especially with cancel culture in full swing. But in your job, in your personal life, for all the hats you wear and roles you play, how important is it for you to be yourself, even if that means being different? Let's talk about it. It shouldn't come as a surprise that I like podcasts, seeing as how I have one myself. There are a bunch I like, but one in particular that always has really interesting content is the podcast We Study Billionaires. It's not because I have some delusion that I'll ever be a billionaire, but you have to be wired a little different, approach life in a different way to reach that level of financial success. So it's always interesting to hear the host discuss the moves and actions of the world's richest people. There are people who come up often like Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos. That podcast has taught me the value in looking at their words and their actions as kind of leading indicators on where the world may be going. So as I was reading the final Amazon letter to shareholders that Jeff Bezos wrote, I was surprised with his parting words. It wasn't about the stock price or customers or products. It was about being different. So I want to read his words to you. The section starts with the header, differentiation is survival and the universe wants you to be typical. So I'm reading now. This is my last annual shareholder letter as the CEO of Amazon. And I have one last thing of utmost importance I feel compelled to teach. I hope all Amazonians take it to heart. Here is a passage from Richard Dawkins's extraordinary book, The Blind Watchmaker. It's about a basic fact of biology. And now he starts quoting from this book, The Blind Watchmaker. Staving off death is the thing that you have to work at. Left to itself... And that is what it is when it dies. The body tends to revert to a state of equilibrium with its environment. If you measure some quantity, such as the temperature, the acidity, the water content, or the electrical potential in a living body, you will typically find that it's markedly different from the corresponding measure in the surroundings. Our bodies, for instance, are usually hotter than our surroundings. And in cold climates, they have to work hard to maintain the differential. When we die, the work stops. The temperature differential starts to disappear, and we end up the same temperature as our surroundings. Not all animals work so hard to avoid coming into equilibrium with their surrounding temperature, but all animals do some comparable work. For instance, in a dry country, animals and plants work to maintain the fluid content of their cells, work against a natural tendency for water to flow from them into the dry outside world. If they fail, they die. More generally, if living things didn't work actively to prevent it, they would eventually merge into their surroundings and cease to exist as autonomous beings. 
That is what happens when they die. Now this is back to Bezos. While the passage is not intended as a metaphor, it's nevertheless a fantastic one and very relevant to Amazon. I would argue that it's relevant to all companies and all institutions and to each of our individual lives too. In what ways does the world pull at you in an attempt to make you normal? How much work does it take to maintain your distinctiveness, to keep alive the thing or things that make you special? I know a happily married couple who have a running joke in their relationship. Not infrequently, the husband looks at the wife with faux distress and says to her, can't you just be normal? They both smile and laugh. And of course, the deep truth is that her distinctiveness is something he loves about her. But at the same time, it's also true that things would often be easier, take less energy, if we were a little more normal. This phenomenon happens at all scale levels. Democracies are not normal. Tyranny is the historical norm. If we stop doing all the continuous hard work that's needed to maintain our distinctiveness in that regard, we would quickly come into equilibrium with tyranny. We all know that distinctiveness, originality, is valuable. We are all taught to be yourself. What I'm really asking you to do is to embrace and be realistic about how much energy it takes to maintain that distinctiveness. The world wants you to be typical. In a thousand ways, it pulls at you. Don't let it happen. You have to pay a price for your distinctiveness, and it's worth it. The fairy tale version of Be Yourself is that all the pain stops as soon as you allow your distinctiveness to shine. That version is misleading. Being yourself is worth it, but don't expect it to be easy or free. You'll have to put energy into it continuously. The world will always try to make Amazon more typical, to bring us into equilibrium with our environment. It will take continuous effort, but we can and must be better than that. I think it's fascinating that these are the parting words of Jeff Bezos. In my opinion, he's right. But when you're the world's richest man or one of them, being different is surely easier than it would be for you and me. Standing out and being yourself can and might attract unwanted feedback, jealousy, anger, fear of what you stand for, isolation, ostracization, and at the most extreme, maybe even violence against you. Unfortunately, there's still hate in the world. Sometimes it manifests against those that stand out as different. This is all part of the fight to not be pulled into the background, to be absorbed back into your environment, to be the same as everyone else. So what are the benefits of being different if these are some of the potential costs? Well, first, being distinct gives you a unique point of view on the world. This sets you apart and makes you see and think about our world through a different lens or frame. For solving problems, advancing us to a better place, and even helping others, your different points of view can unlock a better future. And you should embrace it. And that's what some of the most positively disruptive people and successful people do. 
They use their unique point of view to find opportunities and change the world. But the process of being different sharpens your own competencies too. To stand out, you have to work hard to have self-knowledge and understanding from those around you that's different. That's why being different can help you learn more things and have more unique experiences than your peers, which can lead to more achievement, more self-confidence, and ultimately more overall impact, whether that's in your community, at your job, or exploring your passions. And to stay different, you have to be motivated so the skills of resilience, persistence, and battling through adversity may become strengths if they aren't already. These are just a few of the reasons why it's worth it to be yourself, embrace your distinctiveness, and resist the urge to fall into your surroundings. But there's a more macro question that I've been thinking about too. Is being unique, is individualism good for society? Well, researchers have an answer for us on this question. In December of 2020, Sean Rhodes and Rebecca Ryan published research in their paper, Global Variation in Subjective Well-Being Predicts Seven Forms of Altruism, that shows that individualism actually leads to more altruism. And that finding is pretty surprising. Being unique, being an individual, and cultivating that would seem to only leave time to focus on yourself and with your own situation. But Rhodes and the team found the exact opposite to be the case. The research team studied 152 countries throughout the world and compared relative individualism to the altruistic support for others in need. And the findings even surprised the research team. I'll read from a recent article from Abigail Marsh, who was on the team. She writes, that individualism was closely associated with altruism was more surprising, but even after statistically controlling for wealth, health, education, and other variables, we found that in more individualist countries like the Netherlands, Bhutan, and the United States, people were more altruistic across our seven indicators than were people in more collectivist cultures, even wealthy ones like Ukraine, Croatia, and China. On average, people in more individualist countries donate more money, more blood, more bone marrow, and more organs. They more often help others in need and treat non-human animals more humanely. If individualism were equivalent to selfishness, none of this would make sense. Now, one of the outstanding questions is why this is the case. The researchers believe that individualist cultures have more thriving and satisfaction with their life goals, and that can lead to more helping of others via their time, money, and actions. Another possibility posed by the researchers is that individualism promotes a more universalist outlook. In focusing on individual rights and welfare, it reduces the emphasis on groups and the differences between us and them that notoriously erode generosity towards those outside of one's own circle. Whatever the reason, it's easy to criticize being different, standing out, and being a true individual for what is wrong in our culture and societies. The easy narrative is being distinct and different means you're self-centered or selfish. And while there are people who do only care about themselves, individualism and standing out may be one of our best traits as opposed to our worst. Being different, standing out, 
and living life being your true self isn't selfish. In fact, it may benefit all of us and can definitely lead to giving back in a variety of ways as individualism turns to altruism. And I can't think of anything better for overall mental health than being comfortable in your own skin and being who you really are. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the long weekend if you're in the U.S. and I'll talk to you soon.